The podcast nobody asked for. No, the podcast <laughs> that is about the fruit salad of your life. Oh. See, Clark always... See, now, so, like, we so just we're... went right into <laughs> it because, like, usually our par- our podcast, like, stop and start because we're I like, don't know it's this, actually turned it, we're on like, is, is this because really Clark happening? is a mysterious man oh, yeah, a very few just, words I, and just I, gets, you know, record. I can... Sneakily click the mouse yes. when you're not looking. Yes, right well, which is um, what happens, and I'm perpetually confused, so it's very easy to yeah. do that to me. You're so, like, is this happening? Yes, yeah. but um, it is. It's happening, much to the dismay of everyone involved. <laughs> and oh, so Clark always asks me, "How should we describe?" Our podcast, how should we describe filthy streams to people? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I just ramble at people about it. I don't know. But now I know Dr. Ben Carson gave me the words <laughs> to describe our podcast. It's about the fruit salad of our lives. You know, I like to think of my life a little more like fruit cocktail. No, but, a fruit salad. Because, like, my fruit salad has marshmallows in it. Oh, yeah. It's the Midwestern. Mandarin oranges, Mm -hmm. marshmallows, some crushed pineapple, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Ambrosia, is that what they call it? Like ambrosia salad? I think it is. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it's actually called. And and they're like the little mushrooms. Mushrooms, sorry. Mushrooms. No, I don't know. Sorry. Someone's wasted already. I'm stuck on Amanda Chantel bacon and her mushroom protein. Right. Um, Ah, Tune in the last episode for that. No. All 23 of you that listen to that. <laughs> marshmallows. The marshmallows get all kind of like no, soft, little ones. soft and gooey. and yeah. yeah, we used to eat that because, yeah. you know, the Clucci family, we're Ohio trash. So <laughs> that went with all the spaghetti. Are you familiar with seven-layer salad? Is it's, that anything like seven-layer dip? It's basically um, lettuce, like iceberg lettuce. Yeah. Peas. No. Onions. That's too many. Shredded, ch- shredded cheddar cheese, bacon, and then mayonnaise. <laughs> no, you try that's... to, you try, I don't know why it's called seven layer salad because I don't really think. It's layers, isn't it? Or do you mix them all together? No, you definitely, you do kind of layer them, but it just ends up being like. A bunch of mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, yeah. Like, dripping. Yeah. Pieces of it's, vegetables. I, I like it. But it's not a salad. Yeah, no. And it certainly isn't a fruit salad. So let's get back to this. No. I don't know. My stomach hurts, dear listeners. <laughs> I wonder why that is. I don't know. Well, let's get back to fruit salad. Something that hurts my stomach less than, like, a shit ton of mayonnaise on peas. Like, ugh, God. That's what they yeah. should give people who swallow too many, um, you know, like poison control. Like, that's what they tell oh. people to, instead of Ipecac or whatever that is, that they tell you to take. A friend of mine once called mayonnaise food lube. That's basically and what I was it like, is. And I was like, But uh, I do like mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, so do I. But 
<laughs> you must really, because that really was like do. that was a really intense really reaction. Do. That was probably the most enthusiastic reaction you've ever had on this podcast. Clark, well, hey. Oh, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I do, but not anywhere near as much as you just did. Mayonnaise does it for me. What can I say? Yeah, I know. Like, God, get some tissues. <laughs> <laughs> Need to clean up after yourself <laughs> after that one. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, just, I know what you're saying. I get it. Okay. I know you get yeah, it, yeah. but, you know, God. I didn't expect you to finish that. Or <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> That's all it takes. One word. All you gotta do is just say, say, say the word mayonnaise. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you are from Wisconsin, yeah. the land of mayonnaise. You yeah. know, the Midwest is known for their mayonnaise love. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I like mayonnaise, but nowhere near like It's that. like It's like the glue that holds our society together. Yes, just like cheese, which I'm going to switch up this schedule that oh, you made for go us. Because I'm going to bring it back to last week. It, well, it won't go. It, cheese won't leave me alone. Cheese, stinky cheese won't leave Clark alone, no. apparently. Because All I it, know is, there, what, there was some sort of, like, festival in New Jersey or something? No, I think it's in New York. In New York, yeah. Stinky Cheese Festival. I didn't... I I had to look away. I didn't even read the article. I just saw the picture. Yeah, it looked like an oozing... It looked like a piece of, like, seared fish on top of, like, melted brie Mm. with, like, flower petals. Nothing goes better together (laughs) in my tummy than fish (laughs) and and cheese. Cheese, yeah. Stinky cheese. Yeah. Well, if you throw a little mayonnaise in, like... It'll go down really easy. It all looks like mayonnaise. Yeah. That's the other thing that I think that's also why I thought it was weird. Like, why would you put white fish on top of a white cheese? That's a lot of white. Yeah. Well, instead of mayonnaise, I just like to use stinky cheese. Oh, yeah. I want it to smell like feet and ball sweat. Yeah. And And ashes. Ashes and then put it in your mouth. Yeah. This meatloaf tastes like ashes. And instead, I'm like, this cheese tastes like ashes. I love it. <laughs> See, I switched our little, like, schedule around because we were talking about mayonnaise. So, you know. But anyways, we started off with a discussion of fruit salad because Ben Carson has the greatest phrase that I've heard in the 21st century. The fruit salad of their life. Like, I... I... Kind of, I mean, I kind of get it, but that, I don't get but it. But it's so, but it's like, like, why would you say that? So why would in you? the la- in the Republican <laughs> debate that was last night, Ben Carson was talking about, you know, in his what he would look for in a Supreme Court nominee, and he said that he would look at the fruit salad of their life, which I guess would be like the entirety of their life, or you know, sort of the various experiences that has led up to possibly being a Supreme Court nominee. I'm not exactly sure. But I do think the fruit salad of their life is the greatest description I've ever heard. And as a writer, I'm very jealous. Maybe he means like the early years. Because, you know, you usually serve fruit salad, fruit salad before you serve the entree and dessert. 
But you could also serve fruit, fruit salad, salad could also a be dessert. a dessert. Yeah. I feel like fruit salad could I also be a dessert. I just don't even know. I feel like fruit salad, if you're going to put marshmallows, it has to be a dessert. Yeah. You can't eat marshmallows before you eat, like, a main mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That's just, mm-hmm. like, blasphemy. No. Mm-mm. But that wasn't the only hilarious thing that happened on the Republican debate. Lots of of screaming. I made Clark just watch a bunch of clips on Gawker right now because I watched them earlier this morning and I was like, I kind of get it. If it's four years of this, can we just have four years of that reality TV show? I'm in it. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Just people screaming at each other. It's hilarious. All those people (laughs) are awful. Go scream at each other. It's hilarious. It's so funny. And the audience screaming as well. There was a whenever yes. whenever there Marco, was the biggest when, Marco Rubio fan when, on the face of the earth. Whenever Marco Rubio like gets a word in edgewise, this woman was this woman would like scream as if someone was stealing her purse, basically. No, like, that's like, being too kind. It was more like somebody was slitting her throat. <laughs> Shit. Stealing her purse, she was screaming like ah. No, it was like. <laughs> It's like a Muppet scream. It's like I, I can imagine her. You know how like when they oh, have yeah. the Muppet scream and they're like, ah, and they're like waving back and forth. That's kind of what I imagine her being like. Yeah. I mean, who knew Marco Rubio inspired that kind of enthusiasm? I had no idea. But I do feel that something was missing. <laughs> That's right. I did miss Jeb a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Did you miss Jeb? Um, did you feel something lacking, like a crushing depress- depression? Because <laughs> I did. An empty void. Yeah. An empty void of an empty void. <laughs> and that, yes. Yes. The, 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 there was a, a lack of a lack. Of exactly. Things. Yeah. 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 And he tried everything, Jeb. He really did. He brought out... Mama and Papa. Did he, did he suspend his campaign? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to miss him. You know how he had, he had W come out, finally. And he said, I think Jeb would be a good president. And why did he think that? Because, quote, I were one. Because I were one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Doesn't that make you miss him a little bit? You miss him? You're like, Miss oh. Bush? Kind of. Yeah. Miss, miss like, W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I were one. Yeah. You're like, oh, that was eight years that we had I to enjoy that. I can't fucking believe that. Yeah. No, not that he, not that he said that. No, I, I mean, can't, of course you believe I can't, that. I can't believe Because he said that. He was the president. I know. Because I were one. That's why it's totally possible that Donald Trump could get elected. And Donald Trump's not no, even... No, it's not, not because... He's not even really all, dumb. No, but all of the... Uh, I've heard this debate before because, you know, certain Bernie bros and Bernie gals <laughs> say, well, the establishment or the, like, safe Democratic candidate never wins. But I'm sorry. Like, I really like John Kerry. And... But he was not a good candidate. He has the charisma of a ventriloquist dummy. But, 
But then what? What, you're saying so the safe Democratic candidate... No, because somebody said that. So... One of my friends, who is a Hillary supporter, was saying, like, I like, you know, I want people to tell me what I want to hear, but I'm not voting for Bernie, (laughs) because I also know that somebody has to work within the system that we live in, right? And Bernie's not willing to do that, or doesn't know how to do that, and Hillary does. And, but somebody commented on this, and I said, because I knew I would make people mad, I said that... Hillary is the candidate for people who live in the real world, which I believe is true. Bernie would be a great candidate if we replaced all of Congress as we're replacing the president, right? Well, we're not replacing all of Congress as we're replacing the president. Exactly. That's why Hillary's a good candidate. But, but, no, no, but between now, as far as I know, between now and the presidential election, that some... Not everyone in Congress, but I mean, there's going to be elections for. Yeah, but it's not going to change enough to help anything get passed that he's talking about. So, I don't. But, anyways, I said that because I knew I was going to piss someone off. So, but anyway, someone said after that that the conservative Democratic candidate always loses. Well, I will say that you say that Hillary, Hillary is the candidate for people that live in the real world. I do live in the real world, but I don't like the real world, and I would like to change the real world. Yeah, but that's the problem. Well, right. You also believe that everyone who supports Bernie Sanders is like like that. A guy wearing two polo shirts with the collar pops and Birkenstocks. Yes, I've seen pictures. I won't deny that certainly there are people like that that are supporting him. Probably they're buying artisanal mayonnaise. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I like to troll Bernie people because they're way too serious. Especially you. You know that. She's mean to me. I know she's mean to you. Emily's had such a mean streak. <laughs> That's why you both love me. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, we are having an intervention. Uh oh. With you, Emily. What? Cue dramatic music. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, you have a mean streak, and we need to solve it. Uh oh. Dr. Philboy. How dare you? How dare I? How dare you? How dare you insult Bernie? 
<laughs> oh, you know you're a Hillary voter. Don't hide. Don't hide. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I'm a closet Bernie person. I know you are. I am, I'm still in the closet about And, you know, I think it's because I'm surrounded by all these, <clears throat> these strong, uh, I don't even know what they, what they call them anymore, but these Indiana conservatives. You know, I think I think they're, they want to say that they're Donald Trump, but they're, they're scared of him. <laughs> Well, you were saying a lot of them are Bernie supporters, right? A lot. Some of them are Bernie supporters. Some of them are. You know what, though? They are so far extreme, left and right and stuff. But, you know, you try to corner them and try to get them to explain what what exactly it is they stand for. And they just don't want to be bothered because, you know, they're so busy, like, going to Kroger or something. (laughs) 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 Don't we all understand that? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I got my Amazon store card and I try to use it as much as possible. <laughs> Just <laughs> don't even leave the house. So I totally understand. <laughs> exactly. And I, I go into Kroger and I'm telling it's a rush. Well, he's oh, coming. Well, here. What if, he was trying here. to make your sound perfect for the Maybe, podcast, you know what? but it, I know it's a it's a loser's I name. Know, I don't know if you have to talk direct. Here. Just like put it. Do I need, don't I need to talk more softly? No, you're good. No, I think, like, if you... Okay. If you... Because I, I can do my better voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> okay. You can hold it. That's I'll hold it. He just... He can't hear you, Clark. Oh. Just like everyone's problem with the podcast. They only hear me. I don't oh, think that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said it's my problem. So, folks, let's talk about the podcast. Yeah, so... You know, we're, we're up to what now? Six listeners, right? Yeah, we're about six people. I Something think, like well, that. maybe... Clark brought on a bunch of Wisconsin people, and then they all left us. Doesn't mean they're listening. No, they're not listening. What happened? What happened, Clark? It's funny, the last two episodes had tons of cheese. Well, I just talked about that stinky cheese. Didn't that look great? Oh, my God, it was so great. Yeah, me too. I was telling Clark that even though you're sick, you wanted some of that stinky cheese. I couldn't couldn't help it. There's something about stinky cheese that distracts me. You know? It's all yours. It's a bad memory that you keep wanting to remember. (laughs) Well, I mean, I understand. You're you're attracted to cheese. I'm attracted to mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. you, You... haven't heard the only part of our podcast that might actually go online other than your part now is uh clark emily 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 implied that talking about mayonnaise yeah he talking about mayonnaise just spontaneously ejaculate yeah Yeah, because i was like well you like mayonnaise and he goes oh yes (laughs) you know they have they have all sorts of mayonnaise out here well, Clark knows because that's what I'm <laughs> Bernie Singles. That's what they use for lube. They use like bacon aioli, right? Oh my god! Where are that. you coming from, and where are you going? <laughs> like what? <laughs> See, this is where you got to come in, Maddie, and help us because. Well, this I'm is saying, a house divided know, I, here. I have tasted all sorts of mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. I've had helmets. I've had helmets light. I've had Miracle Whip. 
I've had bacon aioli. I've had roasted garlic aioli. I even had chipotle aioli. Ooh. It's all good. That's, that's enough to dip your fries in and some. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I've been in business for a long time. Mayonnaise <laughs> really unites us all. It's the glue that holds us together. It is. And if you let it sit long enough, it will. It will, <laughs> it, it, it will congeal. <laughs> And then there's just no escaping. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get out before that happens. Not me. I just wanna lick my way through. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wait until that thing turns yellow. Oh. And that's what I gotta tell. Mmm. I wanna be able to eat it like it's solid. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if you wait long enough, it will. It actually becomes jealous. Ooh, mm. You know, a lot of a lot of people talk about like picnics and that sort of thing, where it's like, oh, if you let the potato salad sit out too long, it's going to go bad. It's, it's not going to go bad. It'll never go no. bad. It it, it might texture. Yeah, it just change. It just <laughs> it just it just changes. It doesn't go bad. It just kind of changes states. It becomes more. It's all about chemistry. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you just tell them it's just more interesting. That's all. Exactly. You're not exactly sure what you're eating, but it tastes good. <laughs> Maddie, have you have you ever had seven layer salad? What salad? Seven layer salad. No, uh, but I'm a tree. <laughs> well, well listen to it. There's a lot of mayonnaise in it. Okay. It um. Yeah. So so it's like um. You take iceberg lettuce, peas, probably like like canned peas or frozen peas. I don't know. So iceberg lettuce, peas, um, chopped onion. Maybe there's celery. I don't know. And then there's shredded cheddar cheese, uh, bacon bits, but not bacon. just like actual bits of bacon, and then just mayonnaise. But then you you like you let la- you layer these items apparently. And I, I, I imagine that there's just mayonnaise between each layer, basically. Well, you've had that, right? You just told me you've had it. I've never made it, though. Oh, really? Yeah. I was, I just, I was just wondering I, if, like... Is your stomach churning right now? Mine is. You know, actually, just did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was the urine plant, but... No, no. I don't know the mayonnaise. No, it's, <laughs> no, the same thing happened to me. <laughs> it's like churning, like... Am I hungry or disgusted? No. <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> Who cares? Let's go for it. Let's do what magic. Well, in our, our failed podcast, we talked about something both you and I have experienced. We got shunned by Yelp. I know. Isn't that terrible? I know. What's wrong with these people? I mean... What, 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 in Indiana or Kentucky? It was Indiana, oh. right? You went what to Kentucky? Kentucky? I don't, I don't no, I don't think we went to... We didn't go to Kentucky oh, no, last was, April. Oh, this was during... Our, no, this was... I do Our search for uh, Hoosiers. Yes, our <laughs> Hellcat <laughs> search for Hoosiers. <laughs> I think our goal was to go to that strip club bar. Which we never <laughs> went to. Well, you know, we made a Santa world. <laughs> or a holiday world or whatever. It was I know, I know. 
What? Have Holiday you? World. Oh. When we went to the, like, Christmas. Is that what it's called? Christmas Indiana or something? No, it's Santa Claus Indiana. Oh, yeah, you're right. Santa Claus Indiana. I don't remember. The town was called Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah, the town was called Santa Claus, and they had a yeah. bunch of Santa Claus sculptures, including one that had been built it in, was like, like the made 20s, out of concrete right? or something like that, right? It was just like. It was like, I was overwhelmed. I'm stopping you. Yeah, like, I just wanted to move with the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Drop everything and move. Well, there was one. There was one Santa Claus sculpture that was. Well, it was a. Supposed to. It might as well have been. And we walked to it and on our knees. I know, we were crawling for it. And they had like a they had like a little log cabin by it. And it was actually a There was church. a museum. <laughs> there was a church that oh, was closed. No, it was all one. There was a church right by it. It was like a little like white church or something. Yeah. And there was a museum next to that, I think. That was also closed. <laughs> Do you remember the history of that sculpture? That sculpture was originally, like, they were saying that that sculpture was paid for by the children of Santa Claus, Indiana. Like, the children had saved up all their pennies to build a sculpture that was made out of granite. But then it started to crack. (laughs) That sounds sad and scary. Oh. I I had been saved. Yeah, it was like the twenties or the thirties. Built in the twenties or the thirties. Yeah. There was a reason behind it, and that reason. Well, I know what it was. Like somebody built a statue, and and then it just kind of blew up from there, and it became like this big competition to turn this little town in Indiana into like the center of like Christmas (laughs) for the United States of America. So it just it blew up. Now, like they even though it's a theme park and everything, nobody came to it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody comes to it. You know, they say, "Oh, let's go to Hollywood." Well, I think it'd be called like Santa Claus. I don't know. No, it's Holiday Land or something like that, right? Something like that. I don't know. It's it, it become you know. They should have called it Christmas Land. Like, they, they've like lost like, war on Christmas. War, yeah, exactly. some rebranding but the thing i'm thinking of now on our pilgrimage is that i did do a yelp review of that museum that was closed and i said that it was closed and i was talking about crawling to the sculpture on our knees but they didn't flag that they didn't flag that on yelp no they did i mean i I think they totally appreciate it only bare arms firearms didn't appreciate our sense of humor well, I'll tell you what, Aaron. I'm sure you're listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> we we got the concept of 
We had it then. They said we weren't sincere. Well, they kiss our ass. Don't tread on me, right? Don't don't tread on us. Yeah, we we got our rights too. Even if we, even if we just want to strap a firearm to our to our pants or whatever and walk through Kroger, <laughs> we were gonna strap it to our like your broken car on our trip <laughs> through Indiana on your car that was going like bump, 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 bump the entire way down the highway. That's what we were going to strap it to. <laughs> well, Clark, have, I ever, have you ever seen Emily drive? No. <laughs> He's heard stories. Have you told the story? I have, but tell him. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. At least you've never been behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I, I, <laughs> we, we went on our, one of our road trips. Uh, so, I mean, this, 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 this podcast is risky enough. It's risky enough? Yeah. I mean, I'm not actually... Well, we are, we are ready to, to, to enter uncharted territory because Emily, <laughs> Emily behind the wheel is dangerous stuff. I, I can imagine. So, <laughs> Emily, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do know what you're about. talking about. <laughs> so we came back from Louisiana, and uh, I, I, had, I had a rental car. I, I had to drop it off at a certain address in Indianapolis, and I just I couldn't figure out how to, to drop it off because my car which was at the Indiana School for the Deaf for uh, so like two weeks. The title was why, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we came back to find the tire was flat on your car. <laughs> that car was due. I know. So, we came back with the Morrison Hotel, our rental car, which we had plastered <laughs> two photographs of Jim Morrison <laughs> on either side of it. Right. <laughs> Just to set the scene. Yeah, you know, and, and we came back, and, you know, it was time to, to return the car and figure out a way to get my car back, which was like, it was like, I don't know, a few blocks away or whatever, but yeah. it was nothing. We would have to, like, travel in two separate cars. And so, you know, to be honest, Emily, I don't think I ever told you this, but when I got back to Indiana, I was, I was nervous as hell because I had no idea how we were going to be able to navigate both the rental car and my <laughs> car without causing like, a firestorm. I had no idea how to save you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So when we got the car, and, I, you know, Indianapolis, is, it's, a, it's a really big city, but it's, it's not complicated, and yet I still couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I, just, I just relied on Google Maps. So I could have gone, like, another way and, and just saved, like, a potential, like, 50-car pile. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, just, I just went with Google Maps. So we, we That's, that's just what happens when Emily gets in the car. <laughs> right. So we went and drove. And, uh, we went down, like, what, 38th Street or something. 38th Street doesn't sound dangerous, but then we had to go into, like, it was like a little side tour before we ended up on the uh, expressway. No, you are forgetting a major part of this, Maddie. Oh, well, okay. All right. The, I like, the most g- ghetto, scary <laughs> gas station 
part like we've I've ever been in. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had no gas in my car. What do you want me to do? No, and you want no, and of course you wanted to put air into the uh, the spare tire. Right. However, there were like crackheads shaking and meandering all the way around there. <laughs> there were like these creepy people shaking their way in and out. Shaking? Yeah, oh, yeah. They were like there were just like these creepy people, kind of just like, Bleh. you know, like the people on the train, but but instead of on the train in a gas station. Well, this is my mistake again. Again, I, I just put to Google Maps, closest gas station. I had no idea. You were kneeling in broken glass to I put was. air in your spare tire. You know, I like, half the reason why I did that was to calm me down. <laughs> 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 Maybe there's something in this broken glass that will enter out. my bloodstream and just, <laughs> and just let me chill out. <laughs> well, we get, to, we get to the car, right? So we're, 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 we're still, we were still in two cars at that point, right? Yeah. From the, yeah so we, we drive down 38th Street, and everything's fine. <laughs> I remember, we stopped by a couple of... Uh, She like tore out of a parking lot. No, it was that. It was that gas station. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> this is the same story. <laughs> she was following you. She was. She was following you, right? <laughs> yes, I was following yeah. Maddie. It's all his fault. Oh yeah, of course it's my fault. I did everything I could to make sure that the roads are clear <laughs> and, and that nothing was going to crash to Emily. Because I just had this vision of, of a fireball, <laughs> like exploding right behind my, my car. And actually, behind the rental car, because that, that would, be, would be my car. I put Emily into my, my own car. I have those. I didn't, wanna, I, didn't, I didn't want to pay the fine for the rental car. I have those. <laughs> I have those visions the night before every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and whenever I hear the podcast, I feel it. I, I feel it fireball. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I totally forgot. But when we pulled out of the gas station, I'm like, you're like, oh, I remember. Like a good, I waited a good five minutes for, for, for the road to clear. And I pulled out. I pulled out. entire story is, but I didn't though.
gas station. And we were stopped by that first red light. And I, was she just, you know, was I had everything I could to portray Paul. And, and I looked in that rear view mirror, and there was Emily waving at me. <laughs> just like a laughing like a maniac, right? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine. So we kept going. We kept going. And I tried not to like move into another lane stop just to make sure that she was she didn't have to do any more work. <laughs> and I totally forgot that uh, the street turned to the expressway for like a for like a half mile or whatever. And when we, when we like turned to the expressway all of a sudden, there was like all this crazy traffic. And I was following the Google Maps. Again, I was, I thought we relied upon was the maps. <clears throat> and I realized I was in the wrong lane, which just totally like made you realize that, my God, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like all within my second. <laughs> I tried very hard to like hit like the, the turn signal to turn, but things were happening so fast, and my cars were cutting in between Emily and, and, and mine, so I just had to turn, so I didn't miss, like, the, uh, the exit towards where we had to go, so I turned, and all of a sudden, I see, like, just, like, cars weaving in and out, horn honking, <laughs> and Emily almost got me off her. Yes, and and don't forget the car that uh, the guy stuck his hand and and flicked me off with his entire arm extended out of the car. I remember. Yeah, so we got off. You know, it was like five seconds, and she and in that time, like Emily lost all trust in me. (laughs) (laughs) So we pulled off, and I apparently I parked in the wrong. Direction, so I, I pulled off to the wrong place. Yeah, we were at the wrong rental car place. We weren't in the right, right. rental car place. Right, so I drove around because I knew I was screwed. <laughs> I drove around and I tried to find a place to park after, you know, just confirming that I was in the wrong place. So I pulled over <laughs> and Emily pulled over behind me. I, I, I had to get out of the car to make sure she was alright. <laughs> Every time I looked in the mirror, she looked. Her eyes are fixed on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and I try to get her like knowing looks like, are you all right? She, she just, she didn't blink. <laughs> so I knew, I knew we had an emergency. So we pulled over and I was like, are you all right? And she's like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I left at your throat, I believe. Oh yeah, she was. And I was like, all right, fine. Uh, we're at the wrong place. Much like I do on every one of this podcast. What's that? Much like I do on all of these podcasts. <laughs> well, I was like, I mean, we've got to drive, like, I don't know, it was like another mile or so down the road, and she's just, she was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> she's like, you know, hurry up and get there. And I felt like I had, like, betrayed her. <laughs> You did, deeply. Yeah. I never learned to trust again, Maddie. (laughs) 
Well, you know, we had to pull back down the traffic again. And it was just, it, was, it became comical at that point. <laughs> we got there. We, we, we got there. Like just like everything else. <laughs> right. <laughs> we always and, uh, got there. Yeah. I mean, I, I told myself after that, no matter what, Emily will never drive again. <laughs> <laughs> just for her sake. But you did. I did, and then I got a car accident in the keys. <laughs> so what, do you drive? I know how to. Uh-oh. And I'm... I think I'm pretty good at it. I but feel I, like Clark would be great at it. But I don't, He's very cautious. But I don't, um... I don't have a car here. <laughs> I, I actually... I, I actually, um... I've driven in New York a few times, and the people that have been in the car with me have been impressed at my um, maneuvering capabilities. Clark has skills. This, this is after you, you lived in New York for some time? Have I lived here? He's like, is this no, after you? Lean in. Listen to is, each other. Is, is this what? Is this after you had lived in New York for some time? Yeah, but I, I hadn't... For like the first few years that I was here, I hadn't driven... And then I worked. And then I worked with a photographer for a while, and she had a car. And then, and then I would. Our one other listener. Yeah. Hi, Julia. You I probably don't, I quit don't think listening she, I think now. She, yeah. She's done. She yeah. she's over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you now, Maddie. You and my mom. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I get special. We alienated everyone else. I think. Well, you know, I'm telling you, you guys, you guys really push the limits. <laughs> <laughs> we push your limits. because I didn't like Bernie singles. Now that you don't like Bernie singles, that you think that, that you think that... Here he goes. <laughs> See, hear, hear it? Go on, Clark. Let it out. Let it out. I'm not sure what your vision of, like, the standard Bernie Sanders supporter is. You're talking about them as, like... So, like, it, on the one hand, they're bros, but then on the other hand, they're, like, assholes that, like... Shop at Whole Foods. And then... No, Bernie other, Bros is just a term. What is I your stance it. on Bernie Bros, Maddie? Well, I'll tell you. I, you know, I think Bernie's got a good thing going. He's, I, I, Bernie Bros? I don't know about that. But when it comes to Bernie, I, I support... I, I, I do support what he stands for. I, you know, I, and... Don't get me wrong. I think there's nothing wrong with idealism. I just don't think America was built for that. Yeah. You know, I, I, pragmatism is a very strong American philosophy. Although, if you read, you know, I teach American lit, so I teach students Whitman and, you know, Thoreau and Emerson. And we read the Constitution. We read the, the, the Declaration of Independence. 
and we talk about, you know, American idealism. And the, what we keep hitting is that it, it just doesn't work. Because it was just because of the other things. Like capitalism, for example. Right. I mean, you know, you, you really got to, if, if you want, like, this idealism to work, you got to, like, redo the entire system. And, you know, if Bernie does stand for, for, for that. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, so, say Bernie wins, but you get a Republican in control of Congress, or House, or whatever. How's that going to work? And I think we just keep hitting this wall again and again. It's just a story of our country. No, it's true. I I support Bernie, but I think Hillary is a smarter candidate because I just don't think we've arrived there yet. I think Bernie's great for for pushing the conversation. You know what I mean? Just like just like I think Trump is is, is very important for pushing for allowing like these people who embody all these racist asshole ideologies to speak up. Well, you know, they're out there. They're mad. They've been mad ever since Obama's been elected. Well, and they're mad because they're, like, suddenly not the majority, too. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they're worried, and they want their power back, and they found a candidate who, who they could buy into. So that's what Trump stands for. If he wins, holy shit. You he's going. I mean? like, well, he's not going to win the presidency, I don't think. I don't know. You know, I... I, I don't know, I, though. I, that debate was I hilarious. Like, I feel like we're in a very crazy period where extremism has, has finally, like, become... I, it's, it's finally taken center stage. So, is Bernie extremist? Yeah, I think so. But only in the sense that, like, he defies the norms of, of, of the the dialogue and the conversations that our country's been having for, for so long now. Is he well, wrong? No, he's not wrong. Well, when you use the word extremism, I mean, usually, usually people use the word extremism to, like, describe, like, you're an extremist Muslim, meaning, like, you're, like, usually, I think usually it's... Welcome it, to the dialogue, Maddie. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying that usually the, word, usually the word extremism is, like, has a negative connotation. But, I mean, well, no, 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 I think I think you're right to say that that Bernie is a bit of an extremist and that he is on the far side of a spectrum in regard to political right. ideology. Right. Same thing right. with right. I mean, right. same thing with Donald Trump. Um, right. Yeah, but yeah. No, I think you're right. Surely, I think. Surely, I don't. I, you know what Bernie was saying is not real. I mean, no. Actually, we're, not, we're clear to do this. Well, that's the thing that I think is so funny, because when I argue for Hillary, I'm like, I don't think, like, I feel like Maddie and my views are probably as, <laughs> like, extremist as you can get, right? But there has to be... NYU? Yeah. But at the same time, there also has to be sort of a realization of what can and can't happen in the system we live in, unfortunately, right? Would I like everything to change? Sure. I don't, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I'm saying Hillary right now, but again, I might just walk up and vote for Bernie. I'm going to walk up and vote for Ben Carson. It's because of paintings, right? Well, it's really because of those paintings. I keep asking him on Twitter who did those paintings. He, no one will answer me. He probably doesn't know. In the debate last night, he was saying that 
if he were to nominate a Supreme Court justice, he would want to look at the fruit salad of their life, which I think is the greatest phrase I've ever heard. He's that insane. man is a poet. He is insane. <laughs> It does. And marshmallows. And marshmallows. <laughs> All fruit tastes or, better or with mayonnaise. marshmallows, yeah. Exactly. Marshmallows and mayonnaise. Oh, isn't that grasshopper salad? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say grasshopper salad? What? Have you ever had a grasshopper salad? No. Does it have marshmallows and mayonnaise in it? I think so. I think it's Clark is so turned on right now. <laughs> I know, I, I can feel it. It's like it's like a disturbance in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> what is in a grasshopper salad? I don't know. I think it's like celery and marshmallows and basically a whip. That makes sense. Um, Crushed pineapple, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it's awful. Like green green food coloring. I mean it, it's like straight out of the kitchen. Yeah, that looks that sounds like that. You know, bad '60s recipes. Oh, well, uh, my aunt would always make that. Uh, she would bring it to every event, and I don't, for some reason, all my family members would gravitate toward that. <laughs> she brought that. She brought that. She brought the spaghetti salad, which was like uh, uh, I don't know. It was like noodles like that that were tossed in Italian dressing. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> with the balls. I stood with the balls and they gravitate, they gravitate towards the salad. So I, I figured it out in a hurry. I knew it was going to that thing. So, yeah. Mmm. Delicious. Yeah. Then like, there are the salads. Well, if you find it in the recipes of all the things we've made, Maddie, that have not adhered to any recipe that we can find now. And are not fit for human consumption. Yeah, like our pumpkin pun. <laughs> well, well uh, you know, before we go to that, I just Googled uh, grasshopper salad. <laughs> and I got all these options. They were like, grasshopper in my salad. <laughs> 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 it's like grasshopper salad with like uh, frozen grasshoppers. No, that's not what we want. We don't want frozen grasshoppers. It's in our salad. So apparently this is recipe does not exist. Surprise. <laughs> Just like our hurricane recipe. Where did we find that? I have no idea. It was category five. Though. No, yeah, our category five category hurricane. Five recipe. Hurricane. Did I tell you this? Oh, for Hurricane Irene, Maddie and I, you know, I I was living in the hurricane zone, so I had to like take shelter at Maddie's apartment in Park Slope. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. Clark knows. Sorry. He yeah. goes to Excelsior all the time. Oh, Excelsior. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello for me. Oh, well. Um, actually, Clark overheard someone this week at Excelsior asking if their uh, Chardonnay yeah. was buttery. Oh, I love they asked what they asked. They asked, like, what white wines they had and he said some, I don't know what he said he was like oh like Pinot Grigio Pinot Grigio and Chardonnay and then he's like is your Chardonnay really buttery? <laughs> and I died. <laughs> well, I, think it's a I, I fell I fell off my chair and I crawled home. Was it Kendall Jackson? I, was I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <a shit>. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways our hurricane party so I had to take shelter at Park Slope. And Maddie had two roommates, but one was out of town, so I was staying in his room. And it was just Maddie and me and his roommate Scott and his, um, at the time, boyfriend, now husband, Arthur. But we found this recipe for hurricanes, which had, like, all the alcohols. It's rum, right? No, Maddie, tell him what it is. I did. I can't feel it like I did that night. Oh, well, that night he was very intense with telling it had, everyone. It had, it had vodka, it had tequila, it had rum, it had... White, uh, white rum and dark rum. Oh, right. That's not a hurricane. White rum and dark rum? That's a, that's a category five hurricane, I guess. Yeah, it was all the alcohol. Okay. And well, actually, I, well, I can discover later, like, actually, like, uh, that hurricanes really only have like light rum, dark rum, and just what it chooses. I know. It's just supposed to be rum. It's, it's, not a, it's a rum gin, drink. Vodka, tequila. That sounds. Vodka, tequila, and all that. <laughs> that sounds like. And a, grenadine. Grenadine. Of course. Of course, grenadine. That sounds like a Long Island hurricane. Basically. Which is, which is appropriate because. It was a Category 5 Brooklyn hurricane. Part of Long Island, I'm telling you, like the way, the way he described Hurricane Irene. We really thought we were at the end. We did. Yeah. We thought it was over. So. (laughs) Makes sense. I get it. (laughs) So by about 11 a.m. we were hammered off of one of them. (laughs) 11 a.m.? Wait, when did you start? (laughs) Probably 11 (laughs) a.m. It was like. It was that early. Yeah. It was definitely before noon. And we had about, like, a half of them, and we were hammered. Because it was, like, all the alcohol. (laughs) No, because the way they they were talking about Hurricane Irene, it was like we were going to actually die. So we had to start early. And then I don't remember what happened. I think we went to Ginger's. <laughs> what? You ended up leaving the house? Yeah, it, we left the house. It just wasn't didn't that we? crazy? Yeah, we did for a while. Yeah, for a while we left the house.
Yeah. You panicked. Panic. You just, you... Yeah, I was totally panicked. Yeah. And I, I think I said, like... You got, to the li- you got to the liquor store, and you were like, I may never drink again after tonight. No, I we really this, thought we yeah, might, it like, might be the end. Yeah. No, I was like, listen, I, like, this is an emergency. Like, I need hurricane stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, we help get on. They're like, from the top shelf. Like, I'm like, I don't want that shit. Like, <laughs> We're going to die today. <laughs> I don't need, like, great news. I just need, like, Martin or whatever. Pop off. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and they hooked me up. And, yeah, I walked out with, like, a case of liquor, like, like <laughs> running down Park Slope, like, Fifth Avenue. <laughs> They were terrified. Do you remember <laughs> when they tried our hurricanes? Do you remember? What? Scott and Arthur, his roommate Scott and his boyfriend Arthur tried our hurricanes, and um, Clark's just walking out of the room. He's done. It's our podcast now, Maddie. Are you feeling it? Yeah. He's getting some plantain chips, apparently. But I remember we were like, do you want a hurricane? And at that point, it was probably like 11.15. And they were like, oh, I guess. A.M., right? Yeah, yeah, A.M., A.M. And they're like, I guess so. They were ready to party. Yeah, and they're like, I guess so. And then they took a sip, and they were like, I can't drink that. (laughs) But, you know, they hit it on it. What? Like, they they totally hit it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. They hit it behind the couch. I was like, shame, I drink it. (laughs) But I just oh, yeah. remember like, had, we just kept drinking all day, and then we started making, like, Cajun food. I had right. a, that, that, That's what you do. Yeah. Uh, so. And then we got in a fight with Arthur about taking the air conditioning unit out because we thought we were going to die. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because Arthur was given that, um, that it was not necessary for us to take, take out the air conditioner. And I said, listen, pal, I followed the news. Common sense, Maddie. That's the that's that's the no, theme that runs through all these time. stories. I had I had Maddie. I had I had a Long Island iced tea party once. You tell us, right, Pete? For my for my housewarming, I called it a Long Island iced tea party. And I made and I made pictures of Long Island I see. Oh. I you know, I think the last time I went to Long Island, I went to uh, uh Easter Block. Oh yeah. I went there with a friend of mine from Rochester. And uh <laughs> you know, we were staying at my apartment in, in Brooklyn over by uh the Flatbush Flatbush Avenue. Yeah. Really rough rough neighborhood at the time. And uh, we, we took the train over to Park Slope, or to New York, Manhattan, excuse me. And we stopped over at the uh, West Village. 
You were hammered? You were, okay. The guy looked at us, he's like, you know, I'm going to which bridge or tunnel did you come from? And I was like, are you calling me a shrill? You ordered two Long Islands and two shots, <laughs> and two shots of whiskey? Yeah, I totally did. It was like, it was like being in a... Uh, morgue? Oh like, that's like... Being in a morgue? Is that what like, you said? Yeah. Like, it's like, I would like to being die dead. right now. <laughs> iron whore. I was, like, I was being a gay iron whore. Oh, my or goodness. Clark has experienced the iron horse. You, you've been to the iron horse? Maddie's who introduced me to the Iron Horse. Yeah. How did you know about it? Oh, tell Clark about your first experience at the Iron Horse. Who introduced you to it? No, no, I think, you know, I was working at the Chicago Grill. Oh, you were working in, like, the seaport, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was a seaport worker. You know, it was probably an act of desperation. Places at the seaport. Yeah, so like you know, I, it was in the middle of like January or February, and the seaport was frozen. And yeah, and it should be. And I walked over there, and they made me wait like in the, in the restaurant, which is kind of real. Where I had already worked for like seven years. I waited there for a good two hours to be spoken to by, by the boss, who is a good friend of mine right now, but he's a complete asshole. <laughs> He made me wait two hours just to see if I would sweat it out. And I, I you know, I had no choice. I was, I was desperate. So I sat there and waited, and the bartender kept asking me if I did I said, no, I, you know, I'll just wait. So finally, the boss comes up to me. Just not, this guy is from, like, northeastern Africa, or whatever, like, strong, like, Muslim, like, African country. And he's just thick accent, you know, great guy. But just very like wants to show his power and authority, and he sat there and like questioned my integrity on everything. Then I answered as much as I could, <laughs> and finally like he's like, "Well, can you come next Monday?" Like, this is you know you may not pass the test. And I was like, "Oh, what the heck? I see a job." <laughs> and so I showed up the, 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 the following Monday and stuff. You know, pass the 
flying colors, and then I feel like a ship at night. Well, I, I swear I shouldn't fire him right then and there. Because <laughs> I could not handle, like, 15 people sections. <laughs> he was nuts. Like, I don't, I don't think they have any clue how to run a restaurant, whatever, that's besides the No. <laughs> so, so, anyways, I got this job, and that's when I worked there for like a good month. And, uh, you know, I learned how to hustle, like, really hard. Uh, because the seaport, and New York, it's all about, it's all about hustling. Oh, yeah. They have snake, snake charmers outside, you know. Yeah, like, back in the day with the seaport, there were snake charmers. Yeah. Yeah, and they have, like, boats, like, tours and stuff. Like, you just get, like, 15 bucks. You'd sit with that girl, a crackhead dressed as a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Popo. Popo. Popo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have, like, they have, like, stuff all around. You know, they have, like, uh, pina colada machines. <laughs> like, they charge you, like, $7.00. For a pina colada, and had, like, no alcohol. If I had a drop, and then you have to pay, like, $5 for a shot, but you thought you were getting wasted. <laughs> but it was the whole mentality. And, and I bought, you know, I bought and sold into that because it was the only one that survived. So, anyway, there was, like, one February evening or whatever, and I, I had worked at Uno's until, you know, way past closing hour. And at that time, like, if you walked in to this closing shift, you walked in around 4 o'clock at night, and you even until like 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. And you made a lot of money, but you worked hard for it. You know, so I left. It was like a sunny night or whatever. And I think I, I, Emily lived like right down the street from the whole thing, but Emily was always in bed by the time I was <laughs> <laughs> So I wake up to like 100 text messages. What? I know. I lived like right around the corner from the Iron Horse. You know yeah. that. And, and, so I wake up to Maddie's like a hundred text messages about what, the going night, there. The night before, yeah, like you, weren't, you weren't there with him. No, I was sleeping. Oh, okay. No, but you know what was so ironic part was she was literally down the street with the Iron Horse, and I would always text right. her like, you know, blah blah blah. It's like ten thirty or ten o'clock at night. I'm at the Iron Horse. What are you doing? And she's like, I'm at my PJs. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Oh, I just, I just got into bed. I'm like. I'm tired. wildest bar in Manhattan or something like that, right? I don't remember. Yeah. Something like that. Well, I turned I turn, I turn left and there's a place called the Iron Horse. So I went, okay, I'll bite. I walked in. And it was, it was like, unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. Now, Emily, have you taken part in the Iron Horse yet? Yes, he's been. Okay, so... Yeah, uh, he's been. He He's... We can tell his story. I, I have yeah, I have okay. I have partook. I, I you know I walked in there and all I wanted was a beer, right? You know, I walked I walked in there 
And it was like, like, it was just a haze of, like, cigarette smoke. But you had always smoked. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was that crazy. <laughs> it was like, what, two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday evening. And it was like all lost Wall Street people. So I walked in there, and, and I was like, bartender, what's going on? They're like, hey, man, you know, Rolling Rock and a shot of Barton's or whatever it was called. Williams. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> $5. I went, okay, fine. So <laughs> I got a shot of Wilson whiskey or whatever and Rolling Rock beer. And I thought, my God, I should not be alone here. Because <laughs> I looked all around, it was packed. I had no idea. There was like a crowd of like Wall Street asshole like road types. Yeah. And then, and then over towards like the window area, there's like all these Indians. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They're like, like you know, they're like all these shy like Indian girls, and, and I think they were like their boyfriends or like their friends or whatever that were trying to like impress each other or whatever. You know, and they kept ordering like pussy drinks. <laughs> Just sat there like. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like two o'clock in the morning. Like, why are people in bed? So, anyways, I just had twenty or thirty minutes to go by, and I ordered another another Rolling Rock and uh, Wilson. So I sat there and drank it and stuff, and you know, and people are like trying to, you know, these these Wall Street bros are like getting more crazy as as time goes on. But I'm not interested in that. I'm hanging out with the Indians. Because, huh. you know, I, I've been in India, and I, I, you know, I love the culture, and I love the kids and stuff. So I'm, like, gravitating towards them. And I'm, like, not interested in the girls. Yeah. Because, because they just kept drinking. Like, I think just because they didn't know how to say no. <laughs> so they kept drinking and drinking. <laughs> Before I knew it, I think they were up on the bar. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You, you, you've been there, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, at some point, like, the bartender goes out there and, you know, tries to draw everybody up the stage and they set the bar on fire and everything. It's like, it, it, was, yeah. it was incredible. <laughs> so, these girls are, like, up there dancing like girls with girls. You know, and they look like they, they are bobs out of their minds. <laughs> and they're totally terrified. But they're trying to put on a show for the, for the guy. And the guys, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm hanging out with the guys at this point, and they're looking at me. I think at some at some point, the bartender like tore off somebody's clothes, like a girl's clothes. Tore off and one they, of the girls' clothes. Yeah, there was like a naked, well, like a half naked girl, whatever, like her chest was exposed. <laughs> the boy looks at me and goes, "Oh my God, titties!" <laughs> oh my God, titties! Yeah. No, because I remember getting that text message from you going, there's a guy, going, oh my god, titties. And it's so stereotypical. I know that as I'm saying it, but it really happened. (laughs) I believe it. It was was flabbergasted. Like, there were titties up there. And I went, yeah, there were titties. Well, I'm flabbergasted every time I've went to the Iron Horse. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the place where you get flabbergasted. When I saw Cece, the bartender, like, whipping some guy with his own belt, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, 
Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because whenever Maddie and I went there, as he's saying, I'm in, I'm asleep by like ten. So, you know, we would go at like six in the afternoon, and they'd be whipping people with their own belts. But yes, I took Clark once. Yeah, I. So the first thing. I think that I was doing some kind of beer and shot thing. Yeah, we all were. And then, yeah. And yeah. then, of course. You have to. And then, of course, the bartender says, do you do, do, you do, do you want to do, do you want to do the shot the normal way or the fun way? And I was like, ah, the fun way. And then she, yeah. And then she gets up onto the bar and says, turn around. And then you turn around and then you tilt your head back and she just pours alcohol directly into your mouth. Well, yes. that goes to the, like, I think. Was it CC? I love it. It was not CC. It was Damn. one of the other people. Yeah. But, like. Not the same. Not the scary one. You know what I'm talking about. The girl from Staten yeah. Island. No, it wasn't her. But. Was it was a second Wilson? Yes, that one. Well, like. like the pouring a shot down your face <laughs> makes me think of when she. Ripped off one of your coworkers' T-shirts, James. Yeah. <laughs> we were there. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon, right? I know. It was, it was, it was before happy hour. Yeah. And she's like, "I'm gonna like, you know, stopping and kicking." <laughs> All I wanted was a drink. No, we, and she was pouring. She was pouring shots of Jack Daniels in everyone's mouth. You know, and that was until, like, she got to James, and then she poured a shot into his face and ripped a shirt <laughs> in two. <laughs> just com- from the bottom to the neck, which just, like, hung on by just, like, the little piece that was around his neck. Was it a t-shirt? It was a Did t-shirt. She, just, she t-shirt? just ripped in two. And so, you know, he had to go back home <laughs> to his girlfriend, right? Oh, the Iron Horse. I, I wasn't there. You know, I, I, just, I, I felt like it's possible. Because James was like 22 or whatever. I was in my 30s already. I just, I just felt like, oh my God, I'm corrupting him or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he, he would come back with me like week after week. Oh, I know. And that's what I knew I was corrupting him. It's the Iron Horse. It's they, a corrupting they, influence. They, they got and me. what Clark left out of that story, though, do you remember the woman with the maple syrup. Yeah, there was... There was a woman, as Clark was taking the shot the fun way, there was a woman behind us with maple syrup who was like, do you want some maple syrup? And I was like... Yeah, she had a bottle of maple syrup and was also pouring it into other people's mouths. Yeah, she She was pouring it into people's mouths. She poured it into someone's hands, too. Yeah. yeah, Someone cupped their hands in front of her and she put maple... She... Poured maple syrup into their hand. I think she did that through I, her own hands, too. Yeah. I think she I, just squirted I, it all over her hand and then was licking it off. No idea. Oh, I, <laughs> it's the Iron Horse. I Anything got, can happen. Yeah. I got on the swing. Clark. I did the swing. Clark got on the swing. Oh, you did it? I yeah. Did. With Addie. With my roommate. I, I, never had, I never had the nerve to go out there. I did. I, you I, remember. I was always terrified that I would just fly right off. <laughs> well, one of the bartenders, I think we were, we were like thinking about it and the bartender's like, you want to get up there, don't you? Or something like that. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And she was like, come on. And like, so basically like, 
she made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how she goes. Well, you remember when I was up there? It was me and the scary bartender who was screaming, "We're goddesses!" to Iggy Pop's "Lust for Life." Lust for Life. Yeah. Yeah, and I can never hear that song without thinking of that. Well, it was perfect. It was perfect. hit a person it was it was like Yeah, because it yeah. seeped under the door, didn't it? It did, yeah. 
Yeah, and I still there like I still have to pee. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, what do you do? Like, I still have to go. And, and, and the guy comes out, and he's all apologetic about it. And lo and behold, who was getting behind me but Eamon from Big Little Swore. Big Little And he, he was so drunk. He looked at me, and he looked at the puke down there, and he said, Special delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Special delivery? <laughs> No, it's good because the beginning part of the podcast we just screamed at each other. <laughs> you saved it. You, you saved, saved our podcast. You saved us.